Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Today, our guest is has really one of uh, the more distinctive sounds in smooth jazz. He's been making music now for, for over 25 years. Um, he's got eight studio albums to his credit. He's a guitarist, a vocalist, a songwriter, a producer, and he's had multiple Billboard number one hits. Uh, in fact, his 2020 release, Unified, a collaboration that he did with Brian Simpson, reached the number one spot on both the Billboard and Amazon jazz sales chart. He's been a touring member of Acoustic Alchemy, and he's produced tracks for smooth jazz stars like Vincent Ngala, Brian Simpson, and Paul Taylor. Please welcome to the show today, guitarist Steve Oliver. Steve, welcome. Hey, hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, it's our pleasure to have you, man. I have to start by saying that I got a chance to see you this past summer in Louisville with Brian Simpson yes. at the Louisville Jazz Festival. And I remember commenting to my wife that he looks like he's having so much fun up on stage. You seem to have this personality that that's just kind of like a, an electrifying personality. Like you seem like you're always happy. Like you're always having a great time. I am, you know, I've always been a very optimistic you know, person and I love music, of course. Yeah. The music just brings that joy, you know, the, the joy to me yeah. inspires, you know, and then of course the audience and the energy just being in the, the performance energy is just wonderful. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, it, it's a, it's a mutual thing because I think the audience really, you know, I remember just, I remember being there that day and just like, you guys look like you were having such a good time. It was just like, oh, wow, I, I'm, I'm free to have fun too. So I you know, <laughs> kind of cut loose a little bit and enjoyed it. You know, it was a great time. Yeah, it certainly was. And Brian is so great, you know, and we got to do the, you know, the album together and actually we wrote it here, you know. Okay. And, uh. In fact, I just got the phone with him. He just, uh, I go, oh, I got to get off the phone, Brian. He's like <laughs> chatting with me. <laughs> so, uh-huh, that's cool. That's cool. So, yeah. so you have a really unique sound. I, I'm curious, how have you gone about crafting your sound over the years? Well, you know, I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. I've been always been a singer. And, um, but, you know, that I realized in the genre, they weren't playing a lot of vocalists. Yeah. You know? The time when I, you know, my first album came, you know, with Smooth Jazz, Contemporary Jazz album came out in 99. Mm -hmm. So they were kind of playing vocalists with lyrics and songs in the smooth, you know, contemporary smooth jazz genre. But I've always, I always sang parts, you know, to the other musicians. So I started, you know, you know, using Uh my voice to sing the part. And then so it just developed into that, you know. Yeah, I, and I, I look at my voice as kind of like a horn. Okay. You know, like a saxophone or a trumpet. It's just yeah. another color with the guitar, and it just works together because when I play the note on the guitar, I'm I'm singing it right on the same time, so it's interlocked. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. So it's really, really cool. And I don't, I'm not like scat singing. I'm more melody singing with yeah. the melody or yeah. adding a, or, you know, adding, you know, just yeah. adding color to the tune. Well, it certainly does that. I mean, it, it and it makes it makes your music stand out in a really in a really cool and unique way, which I think is always, you know, in, in a in, you know, there's so many different musicians out there. I I, I gotta believe it's a challenge to 
to define yourself in a unique fashion, but always keep it fresh too, right? Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I'm always, and I listen to every genre of music. I mean, I'm uh-huh. world music, electronic music. I, I do so much listening and, and producing in other genres too. So I have a real vast musical landscape that I can draw from. Okay. Okay. And I love combining R&B with electronic music. And yeah. Vice versa, you know, and, and um, world music and classical. That's cool. Just love it all, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm nice. a geek. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, that's a good thing. You're I mean, you're a student of your craft, right? And that's uh, you know, it yeah. amazes me how, you know, you I, I most musicians that I meet are really are similar to you in that, you know, they really are students of their craft. It's their love. And so they yeah. they are always looking for new stuff to hear and to discover and things like that. And and you see how it works its way into their music sometimes too, which is kind of neat. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. It's 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 always exciting to cross pollinate yeah. genres, you know. Absolutely. So, how did you get your start as a musician? Um, I gosh, you know, since I was a baby, I mean, I really always gravitated towards you know the radio or you know music and sound. I was always into that. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's been there since my first memories being on this planet. You know, okay. I'm just like, this is what I'm put here to do. Huh. So I just followed that. I was in. You know, I wrote my first song, so I was like in fifth, fourth grade. Third no grade. kidding. Yeah, so I was writing music, you know, wow. at that age, and then performed it in front of my like fourth grade class. Wow, that's with the guitar. Amazing. You know, I had a guitar, and you know, just dove in, you know, to you know, performing and learning the performance aspect and writing a song and singing. So mm-hmm. I was doing, yeah, fourth grade was kind of like my first live performance. Like that's that. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So you you clearly you always knew you wanted to be a musician. It sounds like always. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up with with musicians at home? Your mom and dad or family members or no? Huh. Nobody. Nobody played anything. It was just me. You know, I have one brother. He's older, and he he was he learned the trumpet a little bit. Okay. But then got out of it. And my dad played trumpet very little, but he never played it in front of me. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just kind of, you know, discovered everything on my own. I just learned everything, huh. you know, anything I could about music. Um, it was just out of sheer love of wanting. I mean, I, you know, back in the vinyl days, you know, I'd yeah. buy a record <laughs> and I'd just stare at it and look at, you know, who's on it. Where was it recorded? Who wrote this song? Who's on What are the musicians on it? You know, yeah. I, mean, I was, I'm a, I was a total geek. You know, but you know what? But I understand that. And I'll tell you, one of the things I miss nowadays, because most of our music is delivered digitally, I miss being able to read all the liner notes. Like I there's times I want to know who's playing what on a song or like you, where was it recorded? And the other thing I was talking to somebody not long ago about the fact that the I I really miss the album cover artwork. Yo. Oh yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, you know, it's funny. I still buy, I mean, I have a vinyl player. I mean, I don't buy buy a lot of vinyl, but I've been, I buy a lot of the box sets. You know, I still like the physical CDs too. You know, they still have, you know, you know, the, the info on it. It's smaller, but, but I love, I've been buying tons of box sets and getting all the, you know, some of them come with vinyl and I'm like, Oh my God. You know, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So 
So what yeah, would you I'm, what would you say inspires your music? Where does your inspiration come from? Um, gosh, in life, you know, uh-huh. um, you know, every day is a new day. So you wake up and you kind of get inspired by, you know, a, a rhythm or something will just hit you, yeah. or a, you know, I'll be humming a tune. It'll just and it uh-huh. with a groove, and I go, "There's a song," and I'll run in here and okay. Know and go okay. Let's you know grab my guitar or my keyboards. I have a keyboard right here. Uh-huh. Can't see it. I play keyboards too, so I write a lot on keys and uh, and mainly the guitar. But okay, so I I come in here and I hear a groove or whatever and start working. So every day is like a you know a new day to create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, right before I was you know you you know we we called you called. I was working on my new album right now. So okay writing it anything you want to share with us about about that new album anything you're able to share right now yeah well i got real exciting you know one of the the world's greatest drummers is gonna play on this track that i'm working on right now really Uh, vinnie kalaluda oh yeah i mean vinnie like i just you know i I remember vinnie from back with the sting days right where he was yeah he did a lot of work with sting back in the day Oh yeah, everybody. Sting, Frank Zappa, Peter Gabriel. I mean, Jeff Beck. Uh, you know, Chick Corea. I mean, wow. he's on. It's he's like insane. So yeah, and he's waiting. Like today, I'm sending him, you know, files. You know, that's uh, cool for him, for him to play on. I mean, he has a studio at his home. Uh-huh. All the drums are set up. So I'm excited. So I'm working on the, you know, finishing this tune. That's cool. It. That's cool. And and about when would we expect to 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 hear about this? Hear some of the music from this new album? Yeah. Well, I am. I released a single which came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be on it. Slingshot. Yep. And um, it's what we're. I'm shooting for maybe a summer. Okay. Or fall release. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you heard it here, folks. Summer, fall. Be looking forward to some. So a new album from Steve Oliver. That's fantastic. But well, why don't we go ahead though and and take a listen to uh, an earlier release of yours? This is today's guest, Steve Oliver, with Illuminate.
just heard illuminate by today's guest, Steve Oliver. So, Steve, tell us a little bit about the origins of that song. Well, you know, that's it actually is one of my favorite compositions. It actually was a Billboard hit, too. Mm-hmm. And it's to me, when I wrote it, it was an artsy kind of tune. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hear it as a single. Okay. But but the radio promoter did. And I'm so glad he, he picked it because, you know, it, it did really well. Yeah. It has a little bit of like methane. It has acoustic alchemy in there. Yeah. It's got a little more compass. It's more of a composed piece. It's not just a, a, a shred fest, you know, like yeah. a melody and then a bunch of soloing. I mean, I'm more of a composer kind of thinker. Mm-hmm. So when I'm writing, I'm thinking, uh, you know, conceptually about the song. I'm not because I'm a song guy. I'm not a, you know, sure, we'll have a little melody. but And so Illuminate was a, a solo guitar piece. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote it on solo guitar and it just came out beautiful. It was just a beautiful song. And then I decided to put a band arrangement on it. Yeah, it is. It really is a beautiful song. And no, no, it, it was a good call to, you know, for for your team to say, yeah, no, this is a single, right? So, yeah. You know, how does that process work, though? Because, like, I know I was I was with an artist um, a couple weeks ago and, and listened to some of his music. And there was a song that he wasn't planning on releasing as a single. And I heard it. And I was like, oh, my God, that that you have to release that song as a single. Right. How do you guys go about you and your team? How do you guys go about making those decisions? Yeah. You know, I, I give it to the radio people because they're the ones that are talking, you know, obviously, to the radio you know, promotion yeah. people at stations. So I let them pick. I send, you know, either the album or I'll send like five songs and, you know, hey, I'm going to put out a single. Which one would you like to? What do you think is a single? You know, mm-hmm. so I kind of dump it on their lap, you know. OK, OK. Because I think artists, you know, we're too close to the songs. Yeah. And we, need, yeah. we you, sometimes I when I feel it's a single, you know, they're not hearing it. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I pick the single and i'm usually pretty good at picking the single okay okay that's cool that's really cool so you know you shared with us a little earlier that you know you are really kind of a a fan of all music but what was it that made you decide hey i want to i want to operate you know from a musician standpoint from a playing standpoint in this smooth jazz genre yeah well I I've always liked this genre. I was a fan of Lee Rittenauer and Pat Metheny. Oh yeah, Larry Carlton. That's who I grew up in high school, and um, there was something about it. it was classy. And I, you know, I'm in high school, and you know, I'm trying to get my friends into the genre, and mm-hmm. and I did. I you know, because they were musicians too, so they they see the musician side, and you you could have a longer career in this genre. Yeah. Yeah. You can in pop or, you know, it's just kind of short lived. And I could see they're totally engaged in the music and the, it's just great music. It always yeah. made me feel, yeah. you know, I go to, you know, listen to a Lee Rittenauer Rid album. You mm-hmm. know, you oh, know, that's whatever. one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. I just talked to Lee actually. It's okay. On the uh, phone. Yeah. He's a dear friend. And so, and I, and it's just bizarre because, you know, my heroes have become my friends. And uh-huh. I'm like, this is kind of cool. So, but I, I love the vibe of the music. I love the audience. Mm-hmm. Gave, they gave the music respect. Yeah. 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 You know, and a lot of times you don't get that in certain genres. You yeah. don't get as much, you know, but 
I, you know, I love, I love those comments that you're making because, like you, I, I, um, I fell in love with this genre of music when I was in high school. And um, I, my, the, the first one for me was David Sanborn's Voyeur album. My oh. older brother was playing it on a Saturday morning, and I heard it, and I'm like, what is this? And I went, and then I started discovering all of these great artists, and from that time I was hooked and have continued to be hooked. And you make some really, really good points about the genre because you're right. Like, there are people that I, I mean, like, you know, people like David Stanborn, who's still going strong, right, who I discovered in high school, and Lee Rittenauer, who's still going strong, and, you know, Bob James, all these great people who you right. have these really super long careers and have just continued to put out great music and continue to do shows and things like that. And you're right. Like, it is it is one of the genres where you can have way more staying power. Mm-hmm. But then, too, I think it's a mutual respect between the artists and the fans, too, because, like, in no other genre do you see the connection that artists and fans have. At least I've not experienced it, right? Where yeah, you're right. the artists yeah. really want to connect with the fans. The fans really want to connect with the artists. And it's not this thing where there's... um. There's not like a division there at all, you know. Right. So that's really right. cool too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, and it and it's global. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we travel all over. In fact, I'm going to London at the end of March. You know, okay. to play Pizza Express. So it's it's everywhere. Europe and you know listens to the genre and this kind of music. You know, yeah, it's wonderful. It really is. It really is. So you you've been doing this for about 25 years now and making you know making you know making a living playing music um is it everything you've expected it to be has it been better than you expected it to be oh that's a great question oh my gosh uh <laughs> yeah man. um well yeah it's it, it it's blown me out because you know it's brought me to you know to see the world through yeah. music you know yeah. you know and I, i've got to play with some of my heroes and you know and they play on my albums and even produce, you know, some of my heroes yeah. and written music, you know, like Brian, you know, Brian, I was a fan of Brian, you know, you know, he was a music MD. So yeah. But, you know, of course there's always some, you know, down and down things too, you yeah. know, it, it's kind of both, you know, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been more than I expected. That's you know? cool. That's cool. It, did t- it took a while, you know, cause this genre is so tiny. It's not a, you know, yeah. as you know it's not a, so it takes a while yeah. to get into the thing. And then, and then, you know, if you're the songwriter, it takes a while to get, you know, your publishing and, you know, hopefully you have a hit or even get somewhere on the radio. So there is a lot of luck to it and timing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you worry about those kinds of things. And instead of just thinking about, Oh, I get to play music. It's like yeah. all this other stuff kind of gets in the way, you know? Yeah. Time. So and that's kind of the the downside of the you know of being the artist in a smaller genre because you a lot of it relies on you mm-hmm. you know to have to do things. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and I've heard that from others too. So, so, so for you, I want to go back to your you know your obviously your being a producer and a songwriter and a musician. You spend you spend a lot of time in the studio, but you also. Like I said, you know, you have such a cool stage presence. What is it like for you when you're out there on stage? What's going through your mind? How are you feeling? Like, what what are you trying to make happen? Yeah, well, I'm listening to the music as we're playing it. And I'm kind of into that, 
that world, you know, mm-hmm. of feeling the music. And, and a lot of times the sound's not right on stage. So, oh, I'm not hearing, I, you know, the keyboards are too loud or, yeah. you know, in your wedge. And so you're dealing with, you know, that stuff. So what I learned, is, is, as long as I just focus on the audience and kind of just look out, don't give anything attention. Uh-huh. And I just enjoy that. I love seeing people, you know, grooving and, you know, and they're feeling it and then, you know, yeah, yeah. And connect with them. And, uh-huh. you know, and I, I'm, I love doing that. And I've always been that kind of a the performer. I love to interact. Yeah. Yeah. Get people to sing, get people to, you know, you know, stand up or whatever, you know. Good. It's, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a bunch of things are going on. It's kind of, you know, I'm enjoying the moment and it goes by so fast. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That audience involvement piece, I think is really a, a cool thing because, you know, like it's, it's, um, I have a daughter who's a singer and I was talking to her the other day about not focusing on being passionate versus being technically proficient yeah. all the time. Right. Right. And I've been to shows where people have been fantastic from a technical standpoint. And I've been to shows where people have been passionate musicians that Mm -hmm. look to what you just talked about, Steve, and bringing the audience into it and getting them involved. And boy, those always seem like the the best shows to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Passion is is what it's all about, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, people feel that. They, they almost feel that more than they hear it. They see it. They feel it. They look, you know, they're watching. Yeah. Yeah. Know? And, and that's why I love seeing like, you know, when I see an artist performing, I get so engaged because they're engaged. Yeah. And yeah. They're doing like, you know, I just saw Tommy Emmanuel, an amazing guitar player. Uh-huh. And he's uh-huh. up there just, you know, doing his thing and he's playing solo. And yeah. He's and he's has so much passion. He's smiling and he's, you know, that's what it's about. Yeah, you know, music no doubt. is a joyful, it's a joyful thing. It is. It really is. You know, there's no doubt about it. It, is, it has the, the power to really impact a life or how you're feeling or whatever, you know? So are yeah. you, are you, you're just talking about seeing Tommy Emmanuel. Are you a guy who likes to go and, and see other concerts, other performers? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to go, I, I'm, I'm going to be going to see John Mayer. Oh. You know? So I, I just love him. I, I love, I love going to concerts. Yeah. Oh, my, my wife is a huge John Mayer fan and I went to see him live for the first time about just pre COVID in fact. So it would have been like late 2019. Um, I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he played here. Yeah. Yeah. I had never seen him live. And I, about halfway through the concert, I looked at my wife who's been listening to him for years. And I said, I think this guy might be one of the top five guitar players on the planet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's also yeah, he he is another artist, which there's not a lot of them in, in, in that age demographic. But John is in the the dead and company, you know, mm-hmm. the Grateful Dead. He's in that band yeah. and he tours with them also. Yeah. So, so he understands all these different multi-layered, you know, genres, you know, which the Grateful Dead are kind of their own genre. Right, right, you know. right. And here he is in Dead and Companies, and he then he goes out and does his solo stuff. So he is just all over the place musically. Yeah. And I love artists that I love seeing artists that can do that. Mm-hmm. And and it's their passion. Yeah, you know? yeah. And you can see it, and so I love him for that. That's fantastic. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. So so when you're when you're when the show is over for you, when you're when you're getting off stage, what is it that you're looking to do? Like, are you looking to 
go hang out? Are you looking to decompress? Like, what's Steve Oliver feeling after a great show? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what do I do? Yeah, we usually meet and, you know, go out and talk to, you know, the fans. And mm-hmm. I love doing that. I love going out and, you know, being one-on-one yeah. you know, with people and getting, you know, signing, you know, if they want to buy a CD, you know, yeah. or whatever. But uh, I love doing that. Oh, and then I love, you know, hanging out, you know, going back to the hotel and hanging out with if the other musicians are there. Uh-huh. Sometimes we hang out and chit chat. And if we don't have an early flight the next day or yeah. whatever. Yeah. So That's I enjoy cool. the whole aspect of it because we're kind of, especially at the festival that, you know, that you were at. And I love when it's a bunch of artists and yeah. we could all, and we're all staying in the same hotel. So right. we're hanging out, we're, you know, in the elevator and seeing each other and catching up. And I love doing that too. That's you know, cool. Social with the other artists. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, about this genre of music. It seems like there's so many artists who are just really good friends who really just enjoy being around one another. I've seen that so yeah. many times, you know? Yeah. You're so right. And it's so true. Yeah. Like, you know, Brian Simpson's coming over to stay at my house here at my studio and uh-huh. a couple of nights and we just love hanging, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah. it, plus we have the music thing, but we, and he, you know, we, and we write really well together too. So it, that's already a given. So we hang out, we eat, we, you know, he stays the night here. Yeah. And we just hang out. That's so we're cool. friends. And I love that about this genre. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You really see it come through. You see it come through when you're on stage together. You see it come through when, you know, when somebody like me who's fortunate enough to get to talk to you guys, you know, I hear this, I hear that thread so often and it's so yeah. genuine, which is really cool. Yeah, it sure is. Totally genuine. So I know we're, we're seeing a little bit of uh, easing up on COVID. Like, how did that impact your ability to do what you do the whole couple of years of COVID? Well, yeah, well, obviously, yeah, no tours, no gigs. Um, so, yeah, you hunker down and, you know, I have a studio. So, you know, I hunkered down and did, you know, I, th- I did a movie, actually. I composed. Oh, wow. Film. Yeah. So I do that, too. And so I worked on that, finished that up. And that was, yeah, that was in. Yeah, the late, yeah, in 2020, mm-hmm. the late December of 2020. So, yeah, I did, you know, some productions, played on people's music. Um, I played on Marion Meadows' album. Okay. Um, there was a bunch of stuff that came out, you know, during that time yeah. that I did and pretty producing. Okay. And it was a drag okay. because, you know, mine and Brian's album came out um, right at the beginning of 2020. Right. Right. And then we had a we had a bunch of shows booked. And so I was really bummed about that, that we couldn't do a, all the shows got canceled. Some of them came back. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing a couple this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, it's still so. it's still coming back. I mean, I know for me, we have a festival here in Milwaukee that we do. And we we, we did a show in 20. We did a festival in 2019. 2020, we canceled. 2021 we ours is in august so 2021 we canceled our august date but we did a one-day thing in october and ticket sales were great and then the delta variant hit and then ticket sales fell off a cliff right but we went ahead we went ahead (laughs) we still we you know we had to require that people had had their vaccination cards or a negative test we had about a half full venue so but I mean, right. I, t- I tell you, it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but 
people were so starving just to have an opportunity to see some live music and to be around other people in a in a seemingly safe environment as safe as yeah. you can make it right yeah totally yeah wow yeah it's pretty crazy yeah and that's the you know people you know i was worried about going to, you know to london because mm-hmm. you know they were having tons of issues there too yeah but yeah. Yeah, but the promoter is like, no, it's gonna happen. So that's awesome. That's okay. awesome. Good. Well, so. hopefully that means we're we're gonna see a little bit more because I I tell you, um, I know a lot of people out there. I can't imagine from you guys' perspective how how hard it's been to not be able to be out there live. But I yeah. also know a lot of people, fans like myself, who are just dying to be able to go to a show and have some fun. I know. Yeah, music music is therapy, you know, and yeah. especially live. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, let's let's get a little more of that therapy from you then, Steve. Let's listen to your one of your latest releases. This is Slingshot.
right, everybody, you just heard Slingshot by Steve Oliver. So, Steve, who would you say are some of your top musical influences? Oh, wow. Um, um, I love uh, Pat Metheny. Mm-hmm. I love a, a lot of guys that aren't real popular in our yeah. genre. Like, I, there's a guitarist composer that I love named Ralph Towner. Okay. And he's on the ECM label, you know, more artsy-ish kind of stuff. And then I love Peter Gabriel. I love, oh, yeah. I listen to everything. I mean, I'm, but, you know, there's a couple of artists like that, you know, um, you know, and I love all the, you know, like I said, the earlier guitar players like Lee Rittenauer and, mm-hmm. you know, and Car- Larry and Carlton and, yeah, um, you know, big influence, you know, from them. And I've always loved composers, you know, people that write really good songs and are good players you mm-hmm. know and that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a trick yeah because yeah. you know usually they're a great player but they're not writers yeah so you know and i've always been attracted to artists that you know that do both and you know and i love that because yeah. you get more of the personality i love russ freeman mm-hmm. you know for the mm-hmm. rippington he's a great writer yeah he writes yeah. all that you know the rippington stuff and always been a fan of russ yeah 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 he's a fantastic he's a fantastic artist so yeah so- are there um, artists out there that would be like you've collaborated with a lot of people either as a musician or as a producer, as a songwriter? Are there dream collabs out there that you're like, oh man, I I I, I want to do this and this and this, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, George Benson would oh, be yeah. one because he's actually a fan of mine. I can't yeah, every wow. time. Yeah, yeah. Every time I play in Phoenix, you know, he's in the, the Arizona world. There, uh-huh. he has a home there. And he comes out and he brings his wife, he's dressed to the nines and he's coming to the show. Wow. You know, and, and we hang out and talk and, and he, and he asked me, Steve, you have any tunes, you know, that are lying around? Look, I'm doing a new record. A couple of times that's happened. And and then I kind of reached out and it didn't happen. So, yeah, but you know, I, he, he's asked me for songs and, and I would love to do something with George. Yeah. And he's yeah. such a dear man. He's such a dear man. Okay. Oh, the That's nicest, cool. nicest guy. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I, I've never had a chance to see him live. And I, two days ago, just bought tickets to see him at, oh. um, at, at just outside of Chicago in August. So I cannot Ooh. wait. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I never had a chance to see him live. And so I'm so excited about that. Oh man, he's just you know he's George Benson. It's yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He has and, that. And, he has that impact on a lot of people. I think. <laughs> oh, he does. And talk about passion. Yeah, you know he's so passionate about what he does. And still, I mean, he's like seventy some. I don't know how old he is, but yeah, yeah. And he's still, you know, he's been doing it forever since the sixties. He's yeah. been making records. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Steve, we have this this segment that we do on the show. It's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So okay. If, if you're bout it, it's something that you like. If you doubt it, it's something you're just not uh, just not feeling. Are you? Uh, can we get you to twist your arm and get you to play? No, I'd love to. All right. I started yeah, this body no, bout no, If you bout it, get him up. I mean you body body. I mean you body body. I doubt it. So what we'll do, Steve, is we will spin the wheel and we'll get you a category and then we'll ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions. All right. Wow.
All right, Steve, your category today is fun and leisure. Bout it or doubt it, golf. Oh, love it. Yeah, okay. Doubt okay. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I just golfed the other day. Okay. Yeah. Do you get a chance to to do it often or Well, not as much as I'd like, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I live in the Palm Springs area, so okay. it's nothing but golf courses here. So I'm all I'm about it. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. Are you uh are you a good golfer or are you uh uh you know, a golfer like me who is a bad golfer but just loves the being out on a golf course? Yeah, that's what I am. I'm not I'm not good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm hitting I'm hitting the gardeners as they're driving by or I'm hitting the house, <laughs> you know. <laughs> your your game sounds like my game, man. Like I yeah, I I, I I always, you know, I, I judge a course based on how many balls I feel like I need to take with me because I know I'm going to lose a lot, you know? Right, so, right, <laughs> so, right. I, yeah. I pay a lot for golf balls over the course of a summer, but that's okay because it is fun. It's a, it's very peaceful for me. It is. Oh, so you like golf. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I, I'm just rediscovering it after a couple of years of not playing. And so last summer I rediscovered it after about four years of not playing and just I used to play a lot, and um, you know, last summer I I was getting out probably about once a week and just really enjoying it. So, so I'm it's we have winter time still here in Milwaukee, so I'm looking forward to getting out pretty soon and starting to play again. Well, it's perfect weather. I mean, it's a little chilly now here, but it's a golf season right now here. What, what's chilly for you there? Oh gosh, it's uh, I think it's like 53. Oh yeah, see, we're we're probably about 20 today oh yeah so <laughs> and a couple oh. weeks a couple weeks ago i think we were like uh <laughs> we were like negative five or something crazy like that so oh my so god I would, I would i would love 50 degrees right now <laughs> yeah. yeah all right let's ask you one more question steve about it or doubt it camping doubt it yeah okay 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 i even though you know i i was raised in the mountains oh really you know, okay uh, we had a cabin yeah we me my parents, you know, had a cabin, and so I'd spend my summers up there. But I never really enjoyed the camping thing. You know, I, I never slept good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was like, yeah, I could take, you know, but I love being at the cabin. Yeah, you know? yeah. Or glamping. What yeah. do they call it? There you glamping? go. There you, you go. Know, the big, the big RV. I'll do that. Uh huh. Okay. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I, you're you're bra- you're a brave man. I I've never really been into the camping thing either. Either so I mm-hmm. I uh, I don't and I don't even know if like yeah you know, I there was a period in my life where I thought the RV thing might be cool, but my neighbor got one and I see him working on it all the time and every all the prep work he has to do to use it. I'm like I don't think so. <laughs> I know, yeah, and you know my parents and my parents are avid avid RVers. Okay. They, they go everywhere and they live in Oregon, but they're going, you know, all across, you know, the United States. That's cool. And they'll be gone for three months. And yeah. I'm like, wow. And they love it. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Do your folks get to come see you play much? Yeah. Um, yeah. When was a Yeah. They, they came like to Napa. Oh, cool. Um, in Seattle, uh-huh. you know, cause it's not too far. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. We haven't done anything in Oregon. It's kind of a weird Huh. Thanks. So we never, you know, you know, and they're getting up there in age. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, they're not going to be, you know, RVing it as much. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing yeah. it more, you know, more in the Oregon area. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Is it different for you when you have like your folks out 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 in the audience? Is it is it all different for you when you're on stage and they're in the audience? Yeah, it kind of is. You know, it's it's kind of you know, and it's funny because I could hear because you know your parents' voices when they talk, mm-hmm. right? So I'd be up there playing. I could you know hear, and all I hear is my mom's voice out there <laughs> talking, and I'm just like going, "Oh my gosh!" You know, <laughs> she's out there. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, as I'm playing, you know, they're just, you know, conversation and it's just hilarious. I've always, I told her that too. I go, uh-huh. Man, that's all I hear is you, <laughs> you know, over the music, you know, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Is, yeah. she, is she, is she saying that's my boy up there or, or, you know, no, she's like going, uh, can I have another glass of wine? please? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cabernet. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> she's having a good time then. He's having a good time. Yeah. So if, if you weren't doing music for a living, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I would be probably a counselor. Okay. Okay. I really like, and I feel like I'm kind of a counselor with music. Yeah. You know? Cool. Um, yeah. Cause it's like musical therapy. I feel like a musical therapist. Okay. I really do. Yeah. Cause when you're working in that way, you're, you're, you are kind of a therapist, you know, with, with an artist, you know, we're, working on music and does it move you you know if you're working on lyrics what do you what do you want to say you know what's this about you know so you you get into the nitty-gritty of the artist you know yeah yeah so yeah. it's kind of so i would i've always loved being that with people and helping people in that way mm-hmm. that's pretty you know? cool so cool. i think a therapist yeah that's cool that's cool noble noble profession yeah. So is there, what, what is something that your fans would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, what would be, um, well, I, I like hiking. Okay. I, okay. I go hiking. Um, and yeah, I just, I'm pretty much just a music guy. Yeah. That's you know, cool. Everything that's related to guitar technology and all the stuff I have in the studio here. I'm really into that. Okay. You know, learning, okay. learning okay. about, you know, more because I play a synth guitar and I'm triggering sounds and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of, you know, it's pretty advanced technology. So I really love doing that and, t- and tinkering with it and then writing songs with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of, so I don't think a lot of people know that, you know, about yeah. me yeah. I'm really yeah. tinkering with that stuff. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you, I, you spend a lot of time, it sounds like on your craft. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I do like gardening. Okay. I to, okay. I have to say that. I like gardening. Okay. What are you I have a little garden? What are you growing in your garden? Oh, I got lettuce and Okay. Yeah. I got lettuce, basil, tomatoes, um, jalapenos, peppers and uh bell peppers. All right. So are you a cook as well? Do you Sometimes, okay. yeah. I do enjoy cooking. Uh-huh. I love you know, and, you know, and I'm also, people wouldn't know this too, but I'm a diabetic. I've been okay. a diabetic uh, since I was 19. Okay. So I, my mom, I got it from my mom. It was inherited. Yeah. So it's type one. So I take insulin Uh huh. Um, and, you know, I'm really on it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, so I try to eat right. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to eat, you know, the right foods and it's hard. Yeah. Especially when you're on the road. I can imagine. You know, I can imagine. Lots of great, you know, McDonald's and Burger Kings everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, but I, I just don't go there. So, yeah, yeah, that's wise. That's why. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you spent some time with acoustic al- alchemy and I'm, 
I'm curious, what's what's the difference between being a front man versus being a part of a group like that? You know, that experience for me was one of the best experiences. Okay. Actually, you know, I love being in a band, you know, I've always been in bands. So, you know, and seeing how they work, you know, I got thrown into it, you know, Uh and they are already, you know, they're settled. They're great friends. I mean, they love each other. Yeah. To death. And they brought me in and, you know, I knew, I, I mean, I knew them and, you know, we met. Yeah. But when they asked me to be with them and and they were, you know, we toured. I mean, it wasn't just like a one-off. Yeah. So it was like a full two months of we're living together. And yeah. I absolutely it was one of the best times I've ever had. That's cool. That's you know, they're cool. English, you know, they're, you know, the, the Brits and they go, the English, oh, stay. We got to get some more tea or coffee. <laughs> you know, they're Starbucks addicts. Oh, my God. Uh. Every, everywhere we traveled, they'd have stop at five starbucks in one day no kidding wow <laughs> yeah. wow and and plus i'm a fan of their music yeah. i mean you yeah. know the music is just you know beautifully written songs and they're again they're composed you know a lot of their stuff is very composed and you know they they're just so fun yeah and, you know and it, i love playing with two guitar players uh-huh you know in miles gilderdale oh he's yeah. so good you know, I was the nylon guy and, you know, I took Greg Carmichael's spot because, okay. there was, you know, I don't know if you know the story of this, but it's kind of sad. Greg's wife um, came down with like, you know, serious, uh, it was like a biological, really bad uh, disease. Oh, wow. And it it started, you know, taking her limbs and she lost her legs. She oh, lost, I wow. mean, it was really weird. And so they, you know, Greg couldn't go on tour because sure. dealing with that I yeah mean, that was, you know and the dealing with that so it was really hard for the band you know what are we going to do we have tours booked and dates yeah. and, and so greg said look you know why don't you just get somebody uh-huh. you know find somebody to fill in and so they called me wow wow and, uh, you know and it, it was actually their manager actually passed away called me from london okay and, and asked yeah and and i was like wow and i had to learn the tunes in like three weeks oh wow wow there wasn't a whole lot of time yeah clearly (laughs) and these aren't and they didn't have charts or music or anything and i had to learn everything by ear wow wow of of greg's part so it was really i was studying 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 oh and then i'd call london you know miles miles are you playing that melody or is that greg or okay you know, trying to figure out the parts. It was, it was because they, you know, the guitar parts intertwine, uh-huh, you, know, uh-huh. you know, and beautifully. And so it was, it was a lot of memorizing. And I, the first gig was Seabreeze. Oh, wow. So yeah, you start starting at a, at a, at a big one. Yeah. And it was on, <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh. And I'm just going, uh, uh, you know, cause I'm, you know, it was 15 tunes. Wow. So it was a lot of information and a lot of, you know, stuff to memorize. Yeah. It's like, I didn't want to have sheet music up there and, you know, you yeah. have to memorize it. Yeah. So, wow. Quite an experience. It sounds like it was, it was one of the best actually. That's cool. That's cool. Well, let's take a listen to one more of your tunes today. Um, we're going to play right now. Um, uh, Steve Oliver's high noon.
just listened to High Noon by Steve Oliver. So, Steve, we have – there's a couple questions I love to ask all of our guests. So um, mm-hmm. one of them is, can you, can you tell me what your three favorite albums are? Oh. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, the one... response I get. Oh, my God. I mean, and I'm an avid record buyer still, collector. Yeah. You know, I have thousands and thousands of CDs. Wow. I mean, I'm bad. So that is a tough call. I, I tend to go lately. I mean, I go by week. You know? Okay. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But lately I was listening to uh, Pat Metheny Off-Ramp. Uh-huh. It's one of my favorite albums. Um, I love that. Another one um, is Peter Gabriel's So album. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Love that. And then I've been listening to this great artist and she's she's kind of in her own genre her name is agnes obell huh and she plays piano and sings and there's no drums it's she you know she sings and it's it's like enya but alternative it's, okay you know, a little more it's very relaxing but, yeah but beautiful music and she has like a like a string quartet tapping and hitting their you know their instruments to make rhythms and stuff and it's just and it's beautiful music that's really cool that's really so cool so, so her, her album uh yeah is so great and bjork i love bjork uh-huh you know vespertine is another one of my favorite albums there's so many artists yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's Rune a hard it's a hard question yeah it's a hard yeah. question because i yeah particularly for people who are who are who are big collectors like you too you're always looking for something new and different and always yeah. discovering something new and different too absolutely so another one of those questions that i love to ask everyone is you're having a dinner party and you can invite any three people living or deceased to your dinner party who's coming and what's on the menu Ooh! oh my gosh (laughs) it's gonna be probably uh you know we've been losing people lately yeah um there was a um a a dear guy that i kind of grew up with but he he actually became well known as a songwriter singer and he was kind of doing progressive rock pop and he wrote with Cheryl Crow and he was dating Cheryl Crow at one time. Okay. His name his name is Kevin Gilbert. Okay. And I would love to have Kevin over because yeah. he's amazing, amazing talent. He did an album with Patrick Leonard, who wrote Madonna's and produced Madonna's records in the 80s. Huh. And so he he wrote with him in, in a band called Toy Matinee. That's another one of my favorite records, Toy okay. Matinee. But I would love to have Kevin. Um, gosh, who else? Um, uh, Pat Metheny, I'd love to have over. Yeah. Um, actors. I mean, there's so many of them. Uh, <laughs> um, there, there's a, my mind is a blank. Uh-huh. You know? It's like, that's a good question. Yeah, um, yeah. So what's on the menu? Well, with me, it would probably be something semi-healthy, uh-huh. you know, you know, probably, um, I like Mexican food, okay. which is very caloric, maybe some, you know, some, you know, enchiladas or, or, uh, chili rellenos or, there you go, you know, that, rice and beans, you that, know, that doesn't sound bad. That doesn't sound yeah. bad. <laughs> I haven't had any Mexican food in a while. That sounds pretty, pretty tasty right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So you shared a little bit with us, Steve, about your new album coming out. So what else can we expect from you in 2022? Well, actually, I'm working on two projects right now. I'm doing a solo guitar record. 
It's just just guitar. Oh, cool. One, one guitar, and I'm you know I'm doing some of my my hits or songs off my previous albums that are played as a solo guitar. Piece. That's cool. Yeah, like you know, I'll do a version of High Noon and World Citizen and uh-huh. and um, some stuff off my Positive Energy album, and I'm relearning them as solo guitar pieces. That's neat. So that I'm probably going to, that might come out before my next, um, you know, uh, produced project, okay. a, a band kind of album, but I'm actually really getting into the solo guitar, you know, concept, you know, cause that's how I write songs uh-huh. like, like illuminate. Yeah. I'm going to do a solo guitar version, uh, on this new album too. That's awesome. So I'm quite excited about this and yeah. it's a vibe, you know, you could put it on and just, yeah, you know, it has that sound. Yeah, that's awesome. All the way through. That's awesome. Well, Steve, I want to thank you so much for taking time to chop it up with us a little bit today. We've really enjoyed learning about you and learning about your career and your music. And we wish you nothing but continued success, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. You're awesome. And thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's, it's certainly been our pleasure. Right on. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage. Backstage.